Hi, I'm John Smith. Welcome to Kingdom Real. Thank you for joining us for part three of The Weight of Ministry with our guest, J.R. Pittman. But I am one to say, hey, do you know God's word? Right. Because only through the Holy Spirit, after God's word is spoken, does he move. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. Wow. That shake things up a little bit. Wouldn't I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> he says his word doesn't return void. No. So I don't. <laughs> doesn't get any better than that. But that, but this is what makes me come alive, John. Okay. This is what makes me come alive. I get when I get into my work in that area. Mm-hmm. But if you try to make me something I'm not, I will die. And I think a lot of pastors are dying because church church elders and deacons and leaders or or boards, you've put your pastors in a position where they're dying, and it's real. And if you would just create a, a space for them to speak truth where they won't be chastised mm-hmm. or corrected or rebuked, let them speak truth. Yeah. And let them open up and say, I fit here and not here. Yeah. I'll thrive here and not here. Yeah. And that helps for the pastor to have that clear yeah. and share that with the leadership. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not one to go visit people in the hospital. It's not my gift. I don't have the gift of empathy or mercy. Mm. But you do have pastors that are, that can do it. You do have congregants that can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so as you're identifying their gifts and equipping yeah. them and helping them carry that out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think you're onto something there. And, and, and let me just say this. And, um, younger pastors, we need our older pastors. We need them to pour the wisdom. We need to hear their stories, and they need to hold us accountable. And we need to be honest with them about our marriages, our finances. You hear what I'm saying? I do. And and, and even where we are and how we handle our children or even our congregants or how we're frustrated with leadership in the church. We need to be honest and open. And let me just say this. We're lonely. We are lonely islands, and we cannot be islands anymore. We need one another. Pastors need pastors. And you know what? We let it, we, we need a place where we can be human and still have our calling. Right. And, and our wives need the same thing. Wives, pastor wives should be vesting in pastor wives. Because and I and I'm a firm believer in that. Because there's so many wives that are hurting and disconnected and I mean you you'll be amazed. There are so many pastors that are leading churches and husbands and wives are on the, are on the same page. Yeah, we think we're hiding that, but not so much. And my wife has told me that for years. She's like, I'm just coasting. I'm just hoping so one day God will wake you up. It's real, man. Yeah. It's real. Yep. So has she seen... You come alive and come awake now? She has seen. She said that, uh, Just she just recently said that. She just told me, she says, I do see the changes in you. Okay. Okay. But she this is deep. She says, but sometimes those old hurts come back and I treat okay. you this way. Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. And she's like, Jared, I don't want to treat you this way. I love you. 
But just sometimes I'm just like, oh God, what is he gonna change? See? Yeah. And I know, and I know, I know that there are pastor wives and pastors, you're right in the same boat I'm in. And I've been in the ministry for 30 years, yeah. over 30 years. Yeah. And it's like, what the what? So guess what? Ministry goes on. Ministry will always be there, not your spouse. Yeah, absolutely. Not your children. You got to remember that. That's what my aunt told me years ago. Hmm. She told me that. She says, ministry will always be there, but not your, not your wife, JR. Not your children. Make sure you don't forget them. Yeah, and as, as, as painful as it is when the church members are mad and angry and stuff like that, that pales in comparison. Oh, man. If that's your spouse or your kids. I put myself to the test. I was, remember I was driving Josh and Noah to school, and Noah was nine. And Noah goes like this. I said, um, I turned around before, they, before, before we were halfway there. I said, how do you know dad loves you? Mm-hmm. And Noah says this at nine years old. He, he didn't, it wasn't like a pause, long pause in the car. He immediately said, because you spend time with us. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was able to vocalize that right My son at the age of nine knew the concept of time hmm. and blew my mind. And watch this now. I give Yvette credit for that because she will always push me and say, go spend time with him. I would be mad. I'd go like, oh, no, 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 right? <laughs> but, but guess what? He he now participates with me in ministry. He, If it wasn't for Noah, I would have never got through COVID with virtually. Being that he's the younger generation, that kid yeah. knew everything but to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he participates with his dad. He was up every Sunday morning during COVID with me, ready to go, saying, Dad, where are you? I got it all set up. Just amazing. Yeah. So when so so it's imperative <clears throat> that we are transparent to our kids and give our time to our kids and give our time to our wives and let the church know it. Let the church people know and say, Y'all don't come above this. Yeah. Y'all need to calm the phone calls and call the call the deacons and elders. Y'all need to call one another. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seriously. If you Seriously. Don't set the boundaries, you got to. And you gotta verbally do it, and you should do it from your pulpit, okay? And not be ashamed of it, and lift up your wife and your children in front, and let them know y'all represent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's that's a little ebonic. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that flies you. That's oh, okay, good. okay. I know, I know. You be rolling with the brothers sometimes, John. Absolutely. So it's all good. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I know you got some Detroit brothers out there, yes, Detroit pastors. So it's all good. Yep, East side. Right. <laughs> So, it's all good. When we were together in the coffee shop the other day, yeah, um, you used a, a symbol, an illustration of something that was um, meaningful to you. You remember the tugboat deal? Oh my gracious! Yes, 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 yes. Um, Quickly, just okay. What is that about? Yeah, my wife was on a board. She ended up having these meetings up in Lake Superior. Yeah. And that's when me and my son, I took them to go see the tugboats. I'm okay. like, oh, look at the tugboats and the tugboat wars and stuff. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Really cool, right? So we were up there looking at these tugboats and everything. And the Lord just whispered to me right then and there. He said, this is who you are. This is who your church is. You are tugboats. And I looked at the tugboats and I saw them bringing in the big ships. I saw them taking them out to port. I saw them. I started studying what tugboats do and mm-hmm. how they're designed 
wave and how they handle the waves because they're flat surface yeah. and they can handle big waves and everything, right? And here's the big one. And they rescue. And the Lord just showed me and said, you're going to be a church that rescues people. Mm, You've got yeah. a tugboat calling in your life. Wow. And there it wow. is. Tugboat calling. Tugboat calling. I do. I know you told me I got to yeah, get pictures of tugboats like, and yeah. stuff, which I have been looking at. All right. Hey, that's cool. That's cool. So wrap us up with, um, if you want to use that tugboat analogy or something else, but some people listening right now are in a, in a tough spot. Yeah. Out of that story you've been sharing with us, where do they find out? You got to go to the people that you know already who's on your heart. I'm going to tell you right, right now. You know the people who's on your heart. You know the people that are going to tell you what you don't want to hear. Mm. Don't go to the don't go to the people who are not going to tell you what you want to hear. Go to the people. I mean, go don't go to the people that are going to tell you what you want to hear. Go to the people that don't are not going to tell you what you want to hear. But what you need to hear. What you need to hear. And they're going to hold you to the grindstone. And you know who those people are. I believe God has shown us those people, but we run from those people. Okay, go to those people and you set out a plan and you say, here's my plan. Here's what I need to do. Can you help me get there? And and trust that filter. Trust that person God has placed in you. Now, I'm going to say this. The Bible says men raise up the men, Titus chapter 2, and women raise up the women. That needs to start. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm right. saying follow the wisdom of Paul. Paul says men invest in men, women what? Invest in women because you don't want any problems there. Right. Okay? Absolutely. So I was I want to encourage people do that. Do that. And 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 you have to seek your rabbi. You remember Jesus said come follow me. He didn't say I'm going to follow you. Right. right? Yeah. So even in John chapter six, when Jesus read the, raised the bar, he looked at the disciples. Y'all gonna leave too? He <laughs> appeared like you got the answer to eternal life. We gonna let the home businesses and everything, right? Yeah. So people are like we're following you, Jesus. So you want to make sure that you chase your rabbi. You chase the person that is vesting in you. That means you got to make the phone call. You got to set up the time. Hmm. They'll check in with you and see how you're doing once the commitment is yeah. made. But you got to set it up. So there's many times I had to call you and say, John, I, I got to meet. Go get your help. Reach. You know, it's not just you go, saying, oh, God, help me, help me, help me. God's saying, I sent you people. Yeah. What would you do with them? This is the body of Christ. Love one another and hold one another what? Accountable. There it is. It's a wrap. I don't, we can't drop the mic, can we? No. Wait, we can drop the pen. <laughs> there we go. Well, thank you, JR. It's good to be here. Love having you. Thanks, John. I'm John Smith. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Real. We'll see you next time.